You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back to the Good Lad Unscripted podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. And I have my wife back again as my guest host. Guest? Did you miss me? Are you a guest or a guest host today? What's your plan? I'm always a guest. You're just going to do as you're told? <laughs> sure. <laughs> like that would be the first time ever, I think. <laughs> not in your DNA, right? Hey, I, I, I'm not going to say anything about that. It's been a really, uh, it's it's becoming fall in Las Vegas. It dipped down to, I think it was 108, 100, <laughs> 103 when I got in the car up at our place. It's a little higher there. Uh, you get down here by the airport. A couple weeks ago, it got down to 98 and it was actually very pleasant. Yeah, it's terrifying. You started digging out the wintertime clothes and leg warmers. And <laughs> I went to Costco the other day and they have like really, you know, winter jackets out for the kids and stuff like that. And I'm like, like, please, no. No, it just, it doesn't compute. I'm like, are they really going to need these? <laughs> like my brain knows that it's true, but my body is saying no. <laughs> I know. I'm not a winter guy. I'm not into winter. I was raised in Canada. I had enough of that. I want to just be warm now, so... There you go. We just came back from lunch, uh, a late lunch. It's uh, the end of the day. It's five o'clock mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to do our podcast. We were supposed to do early this morning, but uh, got waylaid. Had a nice little break. We took a break. We went over, sat down, had a bite to eat and didn't say a word to each other. We were staring at our phones the whole time, right? And when we decided to set our phones down, you didn't have a thing to say. Me? <laughs> Neither of us had a thing I to asked, say. I asked Terry, you want to talk to me? And he goes, I'm way too tired. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a conversation about, about social media and phones and all that kind of stuff. There's, I know people of my generation, we, we think it's the devil, you know, but then... Uh, Do you really? Because I got my mom, like, on her phone. She doesn't, thank goodness, she doesn't have Facebook because she does think Facebook oh, is the imagine? devil. But she has like WhatsApp, which is everybody uses that in Brazil for texting. And she is it's on that. It's not just that. texting. It's like everything you can ever it think of. It is on constant. I don't think she ever lets go. And, you know, she's almost 80. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, what the concern is for us, of course, is, you know, we need social media for business. I've got to tell you, though, honestly, if it wasn't for business, I don't know how motivated I would be to be on there. However, being a photographer and like that, I love sharing my pictures and hearing what other people think and like that. And I love seeing other people's pictures and things like that. But and also connecting with friends and we've got friends all over the country and all literally all over the world. So that's nice for that. But some of the other stuff. And and I think that's that's the thing with me. I uh, I agree with you. You know, I, I think when social media first became big in our lives, which was about, I don't know, 10 years ago. Um, I, I, you know, the, the novelty has worn off and I think a lot of people feel that way Mm -hmm. and, and that's how I feel yet. Um, if social media didn't exist anymore, I would really miss the friends that I've made. And some of these friends I only know through social media, yet we become very close. Same you know? here. I've got some friends that are really good guys that I've been in contact with for years. All over the country, right? And, uh, and sometimes yeah, if I ever had a chance to, to go see them, I would, you mm-hmm. know, because I feel like that's broken down. And of course, you know, that is highly criticized by some people. But when you really break it down, Anna, the, you know, the fundamentals of creating a, a relationship, it's about proximity and, uh, you know, really what's the difference 
being in the physical presence of somebody. And, here, and here's my point. Uh, does how they look really matter? You know, I mean, you, you can judge a character by the things they write, the stuff they post, how they react to other people. So really, social media, in, in my opinion gives us a great opportunity to vet people coming into our life. And you know what's interesting? You, you bring that up. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine that I know her in person, but I've, I've known her long distance. You know, we kept in touch. She doesn't live in Las Vegas for over, 10, over 15 years, I think. And uh, the other day I, I, I sent her a quick message um, and I said, are you doing okay? You know, anything in your life going on? Because I only, you felt something. I felt something and I, I, you know, only through social media. And, and she goes, she replied back when, when she had a chance and she goes, you know, what's interesting is that I have friends and family that I see often, almost every day, and they didn't notice anything. Wow. But you know me that well. And, and that's the thing is that, you know, like you said, is it is it proximity or or what is it or is the content that you share? You know, well, I think I think that's just it. I mean, it's you know, you're sharing your life, right? And so, what does your life consist of? And and you'll see, like you know, I go through my feed, and there's some people, and and you get the the posts that are you know, you know, I hate men posts, and you get the <laughs> I hate women posts, and you get the political posts, the negative and, stuff, yeah, yeah, and you know, honestly, I just for me, I just take all that stuff and shove it off to the side. It's not something I want to look at every day. I want to, I don't want to get on my device and get depressed. Mm-hmm. So I really don't care about that. But then you, you have the people that you just know that they're there and they're funny. Yeah. And they're, you know, or they have news. Like I love seeing all my friends, kids pictures and you see them growing up. Because otherwise you, you wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like right now, even my family, my own family, I don't get to see them more than once a year. So I get to see my nieces and nephews grow up. It, that that part. My daughter I love. just opened. My daughter just opened up. Char- Charity Litzenberger, my daughter, yeah, uh, just opened up her first art studio. Right. It's in a little art mall. And, and we're like following that. through social media. And she's kicking butt. <laughs> and and I, you know, I don't know. I last time I saw her was last November. I don't know when we'll get to see each other again. You know, mm-hmm. she's got tons of kids and we've got our kids and, you know, everything's difficult now, but uh, I get to see the whole thing unfold on right. social media. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's, so those are the positives. Cool. Now let's talk in context of our kids now. Mm-hmm. And here, here's the real test. So, Jesse, Katie, and Emma all get iPhones. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say to them? Yeah, I I'm not ready for that. <laughs> you see what <laughs> and, I mean? Yeah, and 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 actually, um, having kids made me a lot better at allocating time for my phone and then putting it away. And I think that before having kids, I. I was really on my phone a lot more. Well, we went for lunch just now and barely said 10 words to each other. And it was right. great. It was our opportunity to get away and just spend some time. Yeah. And we spent time on our phones. Now, granted. We were a little brain dead. Well, granted, we were brain dead and we it's had in- some business to take care of. Right. 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 And so, uh, you know, part of it, it's not just posting stuff, but it's replying to comments, uh, answering right. messages and things like that. And that's part of what we do for work. Yeah. Um, but and, and that's true. Like my work with 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 blessed body where a lot of it's customer service so 
I but, am but, on my but, phone. But we working. sat down and we never said, "Do right. you mind if I do a little customer service right now, or do you mind if I check out this post to respond to this guy?" Right. We didn't do that. We just picked up our devices. And how long were we sitting there doing this mm-hmm. until one of us noticed, "Hey, right, this is we're up. burning up our personal time mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. to look at our." Phones. Yes, right. it's urgent, but you know what? The world will wait 30 minutes while we eat our food and have right. a visit, right? Right. And so that's kind of my point. And, and you're the worst at that. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm the worst. No, you drive. No, you drive. No, you drive. No, you drive. <laughs> no, but but it's true. And then when I, when I realized that the kids had such an interest on my phone because obviously something captures mommy's attention that must be gold right turn your back for a second and jesse's all over that phone right right and he knows it just about okay this kid is like a he was when he was about a year old he would go on her phone literally find youtube found youtube and searched out the video he wanted to watch (laughs) of my vlog right and he would be watching he would do it and he'd do it in a matter of seconds yeah and i'm going like holy smokes yeah which brings up another point. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, and I'm this 59-year-old stodgy guy, right? Mm-hmm. But I think if we don't teach our kids about technology and communication and stuff like that, if we don't embrace that, we have the opportunity to teach them what's appropriate and what's not and how to regulate your time on there. We can also be that example, but I think to keep it away from our kids, are we doing them a disservice? Number one, they're not learning from us how to responsibly use a device, right? And, and interact with the world. The other thing is, is we're not preparing. We, we, we're not going back. We're not going back to horse and buggies, right? We're not going back to, to rotary dial phones, mm-hmm. right? This is what's here to stay. Are we limiting their ability then to learn? Are they behind the eight ball for every other kid that's going to go out there and the world they're going to grow up in and, and become? At, so, at some point in time, we're, we're going to be laser beaming everywhere and, you know, just like whatever you see in Star Trek, that'll be normal, you know? Yeah, no, I do agree with that too, but I don't agree with the introduction of technology this early. I think their little brains are not ready for it. And I'll do a, a comparison, you know. But, but uh, No, 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 no. Okay. I'm going to do a comparison Fine. first. Do your comparison. Um, we live in a world where fast food is the norm and sugar is everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. And so you can say, oh, you can't keep kids away from eating junk food or you can't keep away... That is true. But if you take their formative years that they don't really have a say on what they're eating, and meaning the the first three, four years of their life, I mean, you know, they're not... Like you did with Jesse. Like I did with Jesse, you know. He's two now. And you can see that his palate developed. Now he's going, now he's going to school and I don't have full control what they serve at school. And mm-hmm. I know he's having things that he wasn't having at home. But... You can see that we go to a restaurant and he gravitates towards the healthy stuff because that's the way his palate has been developed. And I think with kids and technology, they will have a chance to learn. But at this point, they're not playing catch up. I think if you wait until they're about, you know, 10 years old, they're they're not going to be behind. Now, if you're going to wait till they're 18 or 21, yeah, that's probably not going to work for them. Uh, but at two years old, I've I've read studies, and I know studies can be fought because you know everybody has their point of view, trying to prove that. 
but what you have is somebody that is so connected to the devices that they they become antisocial. Right. And that's what, it, you know, look at us. What, we are very social and we were antisocial at the and, restaurant. And you're kind of making my point is, uh, you know, we realize today and, uh, you know, the purpose of this podcast is, you know, before we came here, we, we laid out some boundaries and ground rules about about devices and about work hours and work discussions and things like that, because it's not healthy for your marriage. If all you're doing is talking about kids and work, right? Right. There's more to life than that. And so we did that. And that's what spawned this, this idea of having this podcast. But, uh, uh, so we're setting the boundaries. And so here's my point. Uh, 10, I don't know if I agree with that. I think probably a little bit younger than that because he's a year and a half now. How are we going to keep this kid away from, from, I mean, you can't avoid tech. It's everywhere, right? And and so uh, I think an arbitrary age doesn't necessarily, I think, uh, matter as much as it does the kid's development. And then from there, it's like everything. Um, like when you were a kid, you used this example that uh, your first drink you had with your with your parents, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And you've never been alcohol, an irresponsible. Yeah, 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 alcohol. You've never been an irresponsible drinker because it never. was just no. Yeah, and and and, uh, and what my belief is is that if we raise him and teach him about these, if we tell him it's taboo and tell him it's wrong and he can't do it till he's ten, right? You're creating a monster, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I think if you just introduce him to things and then we have the ability to control what he consumes more so when he's younger, I'm not talking about a year and a half. I'm talking about maybe five or whatever. It just depends on him, on his development, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, teach him responsible use, the amount of time. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Because and I'll tell you why. If we wait till 10, we're not going to be aware of what's going on there. He's going to be learning it from, from some kid in school. Mm-hmm. Do you see my point? What do yeah. you think about that? You know, all of those things, obviously, uh, they are now theory because <laughs> I didn't want him to be eating sugar right now if right. it was up to me right. and he's in school. And then you're right. Things that are, are out of your control. And then learning from another kid is and 10 that's times a, that's worse. That's a whole nother topic because God forbid right. you sit down someplace and say, no, I don't want sugar for my kid. They look at you like you're beating him to death I've, or something. I've had numerous conversations at school and... We take our kids to a really great school. I mean, come on, it take it. it, it we pay three hundred dollars. Very expensive school. Three hundred dollars a week per kid. Yeah. And do you know how many times I told them that I don't want the kids to have sugar? Quit giving my kid damn skittles. Is <laughs> especially yeah right before they come home because they don't want to have dinner because they're out of control and they get really upset. They get, you know, they got overstimulated and it's like, they look at you with a, with a blank stare. Like you're abusing your kid. No. And it's like, it doesn't even compute what is truly sugar. Like, like juice is not sugar to them and you know, things like that. Or, 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 and I'm going, how can that be? And then she goes, well, today, uh, Today there was a party, and so all the leftovers they gave to the kids uh, snacks. And I'm going, I don't care if there's leftovers. Don't give it to my kids. There's a party, right? And it, every day seems to be a, somebody's birthday is day of this and day of that, and they have cakes and cupcakes and skittles and you know, and it's like I don't get it. Yeah, 
I don't get it. And well, you, and you, I mean you, that's you, a whole another thing. Yeah. But but uh, well, you know, going back, I to I can this, go on. Well, no, and, and you're right. And this is the thing. We, like we like, have a we have a three year old little girl that came to us with four cavities. Right. Three years, she she was not she even three. She lived on sugar when she came to us. Because, and she wouldn't even drink water when she came to us. Right. She would refuse. And then, of course, little by little, I was watering down her juice. And then now she asks for water. That's right. all they drink is water. And it's like, but but that doesn't seem to really bother anybody, you know, as much as it bothers me that they didn't drink any water. <laughs> uh, Just leave my damn kid alone and try uh, to make him eat sugar, right? Right. Going back to the to the to the devices, okay, and kids, and yeah. I think this is this is this. I mean, you know, when you talk about drinking age, when your kid gets older, you know, I you know, I'm going to do the same thing your dad did. You know, uh, I'm not going to tell him no, you can't do this. You know, I I did that with my daughter, and it had like in one ear out the other, she's going to do what they're going to do anyway, yeah. right? And and uh, it was a mistake. Remember, I should have I my... should have been more responsible about it and realistic about it. You know. And, and I think their minds, they're, they're here to learn, and they're just such sponges. Everything that Jesse, uh, Katie, and Emma, everything, they just absorb it all. They're just massive sponges, right? right? And so the thing of it is, is why not engineer how they learn about technology and alcohol and swear words and everything? All, all the bad stuff that we are worried about, why not engineer that and guide them through it so they, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's a very good point um, with technology. Um, you and I are sorry. <laughs> We've not had this discussion. We're having it on a podcast. Yeah, no kidding. But that's, yeah. yeah Excuse us while we work out our parenting <laughs> strategies <laughs> on your time. Well, you know, I also believe, what I also believe is that, you know, don't use technology to... Babysit your kids. Right. Yep. Right. Because at the end of the day, they really want to just spend time with you. And I, and I see that and I can see, I'll be honest. Like I, when, when we got Jesse, I'm like, he's not watching TV till he's two, you know? And, and Terry is like, uh huh. So, <laughs> but then later on, I realized why, you know, we will put on a movie and that's fine. But I don't believe in hours and hours and hours of TV. And even to this day, like you, you put on something cause I need to, blow dry my hair or something. But I need I need 20 minutes, you know, <laughs> that he's not all over the place right. and putting his toothbrush in the toilet and, you know, and we just went toothbrush shopping this weekend <laughs> for had to the third time. All of our toothbrushes. Yes. But but, you know, at the same time and I'll I'll be honest. <laughs> I do put a little movie when we are at a restaurant and he's really, really tired. And then after he's eaten, and he's he eaten, yeah. I, I, I did that. Yeah. But it's like I'm trying to. <laughs> but you know to what's keep really everybody else in the restaurant. You know what's really cool about that. about him in particular, uh, and and this is a whole another. We could this is a whole another show. I could talk for hours about this. But Jesse, believe it or not, loves watching church. He loves watching church. Right. You can put on a church service, he'll watch that. But the other thing that he loves is on YouTube, those little uh, educational videos. Right. You know, the counting and the colors and all like that. And so he's doing that. Now, before that, it was like Moana and Barry the Bee and all like that. Yeah. And then we discovered this other stuff, which actually he discovered. 
and that's the stuff that he loves to watch most now. And right. so I, I don't feel so bad with that. And he's then he's learning something. What what we started to do, and this is my argument, Anna. Um, now I'm having an argument with you. Mm. Excuse us while we work this out. But look at the strategy we did with the kids at night. Is that we let them play. Uh, we feed them all, we bath them all up, get them all cleaned up, put on their pajamas, and then we bring everybody into our bed, dogs, kids, everybody, and us. Yep. And we put on and we, we let them watch fit. TV together as a family for like 30 minutes or whatever. If that, yeah. Right. And we use that as a bonding time. And when there's little songs, now we all know the songs and we sing the songs when the songs are on and like right. mommy finger, daddy, that yeah. silly one. Yeah. You know, we, we do that. We and, sang all the way to California. But it encourages them. Uh, I mean, when it's time to go to bed, there's nobody screaming or, you know, there's no zombies in the house. Yeah. They're very connected. They still play other ways. But that's something that we do together as a family. And that's my point. Technology, I think anything new, anything we're afraid of, we should experience that with our kids. I mean, that's why at 59 years old, I'm after breaking my ribs, <laughs> two ribs, <laughs> skating, try, I was trying to impress Anna and I was coming down this hill and I thought I'd jump over this chain fence and I was going way too fast and it was midnight, like it was dark outside and I, long story short, I crashed and broke two ribs. So, but I'm trying to learn how to ride a skateboard so that I don't have to send my kid to the skate park with some other kid that I don't know what his issues are, where he's being raised and who he's being right. raised by. I can go there with my son and he's going to want to go with me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think, I think technology, social media, that kind of stuff. First of all, he doesn't need a Facebook account. Okay. No. <laughs> but the first thing, like my son, my son broke in like our grandchildren, uh, Sam and Ava, you know, yeah. they, they got, uh, when they got, I forget the age, I want to say around nine or something like that. They got email accounts, mm -hmm. right? Now, mom and dad monitor that very closely. It's on dad's phone, right? right? But the thing is, is that now they learn how to responsibly email and who, you know, when you get weird emails, if you get them, what to do. And so they kind of go through this and it becomes just a non-issue. It's just part of the day. Right. You know what I mean? And no. I, th I think that's the way to do it. I think running or prohibiting your kids from... Stuff like that. First of all, we're, I think we're putting them at a disadvantage because that's where the world is right now. No, I think certain things. But then there are other things like Snapchat. I, I no. don't believe a kid needs to have no. that. And I think you become just a target right. for, for predators, you right. know. And, oh, my gosh, the horror stories, right? And there's some other app. Like there's all this all these apps. I I don't think they need that. Right. And I agree with you 100%. But it's just like going to the park and don't talk to the guy over there with the shopping bag full of candy. Mm -hmm. You know, you just don't talk to strangers, stranger danger, all like that. Well, we're living also in a virtual world. And so they need to understand that part of a virtual world, too, and stay away from this. Sure. You know what I mean? This is not always safe. You know right. what I mean? You and had so, to have that talk with Katie at the park in San Diego. Right. right. Where she was... You know, running away from us. <laughs> we're at the park. We've got three kids, two dogs, and we're at the park. And all of a sudden, and they're all going different directions. And uh, um, Katie just takes off and is, you know, running up and hugging strangers, you know. And, yeah. and so it was kind of chaotic. <laughs> I'm just sweating like crazy. I know. Uh, it, it's tough with three. It's tough yeah. with three. 
when you're outnumbered, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and Especially then, when they're, none of them have any common sense because they're all toddlers. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and if you tell them no, they get a big smile on their face and run, run fast. Run the other right? way. they think it's a game now, right? Exactly. Exactly what I was going to say. You know, it's just like they're so happy to be defiant. <laughs> two of them are two and the three-year-old, you know, is the, is the uh, right. all grown up, you right. know. She must have some common sense. It's like she's three. <laughs> look for her. Look to her for leadership. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you should know better. You were three. <laughs> and that's the thing. But, you know, still we, you know, we didn't say, hey, we're going home or, you know, we just sort of, uh, we corralled them into, there was two little areas there and we corralled them into one area so we can kind of keep an eye on them like that. But, um, you know, we don't, we, I don't believe we should be restricting their experiences. We need to keep them safe. But, um, you know, I, I think those difficult things we want them to experience with our guidance rather than just saying no. Now, of course, there's things that they just don't need to, you know, age appropriate. We don't need them. They don't need to be on Facebook. They don't need to be on Instagram. They don't need to be on any of that stuff. Right. For a long time. I believe. Right. That, yeah. But there's going to come a time when they can write and they can write words and, you know, they can have a little email that mom and dad monitor and they can talk to auntie and uncle and you know different folks and stuff like that do you agree with that i do agree with that i do agree with that no i i do agree i i've never believed in prohibiting kids because you're right i came from a country and a family where that's what they did you know i mean back then there was no social media but there was going out to parties and you know uh, um drinking and Mm -hmm. things like that and when it came time that I was like, quote unquote, legal to drink, I never really cared, you know. And to this day, like I can. It was just not a big deal. It's right. not this all like, woo, I get to drink. Woohoo. Yeah. You know? I actually, when I moved to the U.S., I was 20, which was so weird to me that all of a sudden I couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. In Brazil, I, I've been going out for years and. Um, it was even more odd to me that because I lived in like a college area. And so it was even more odd to me that all our neighbors would like party on the weekend. And first time I'm like, oh, cool. And then I'm like, everybody's falling drunk. Like, what's their deal? How is that fun? Yeah. And their fun was to buy alcohol and to drink until like they passed out. Get as drunk as you can, as fast as you can. Right. And then what? And then what? (laughs) And, and that never made any sense to me. I'm like, Oh, that's not fun guys. (laughs) So how do you feel in, uh, just real quick, how do you feel about, uh, and I know we've talked briefly about this. How do you feel about school? School for your kids? I I think I'm I'm very much still on the fence about school. I mean, right now they go to school, uh, they go to school part time, and it has been really great for their social skills and their development. You know, a couple of our kids are a little bit behind on their speech, um, and and so in that sense has been really great. Um, I don't like to think about that the school is going to still our kids value system and you know peer pressure and i mean this this should be a whole nother show yeah, honestly there is show. so much to talk about school i think we saved that for well, it, for our next show well, here's how i want to tie it in and we should have a show on that but i want to tie it in this way is you know you go in that school and you know we go pick the kids up and and i wait in the van with the dogs and so they're not alone and you go in and you get the kids right 
And uh, as I'm sitting there, you see the other parents come and go and come and go and come and go. And I look and I go, okay, these children are being raised. All of their values, the things we're talking about right here, they're being raised in whatever environment they're being raised in. Mm-hmm. And at some point in time, of course, they're, you know, they're going to socialize. And of course, if you homeschool a child, they can socialize uh, in any number of ways in sports and things like that. That's right. not, that's really not an issue anymore. Um, but the, the problem I have is in these young formative years uh, and, and really all the way through, I think, through high school, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, there's peer pressure is so strong. First, it's very, it's just ambient, you know, it's just the other kids are doing this, I need to do it too, right? Mm-hmm. And then later on, it's more, um, it's more part of your self-esteem is fitting in and belonging, right? right. Uh, but the thing is, is, is they're following other kids and commingling with other kids, their environment becomes other kids that have been raised by other people. God knows who, it's just whoever <laughs> can afford to write the check right. to put them there. Right. And so that's my concern. I, I, I'm big on homeschooling and that's the thing. And the reason is, is I want my kids perspective on life to be intact to until be they're ready for the world. One I can, I can monitor. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I do agree with that, you know, and like I grew up at a city where believe it or not, even though there's like about 2 million people a little bit less when I was growing up, people still knew everybody's parents, mm-hmm. you know, like I went to school where my mom went to school. And so she goes, who are your classmates? And oh, so-and-so, you know, what's her dad's name? What's her mom? And it, we actually knew each other. Right. And it, it, it was a very That's different time. That's the nature time. of your culture, though. It's the nature of our culture. It's the nature, you know, where, where I grew up. Well, here in Vegas, first of all, you have a lot of transient people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in... in Right, like you said, you know, you, you see people coming in and out, and it's truly all kinds of, which is good, diversity is good, but when it, when it comes down to this is what we should be doing, or this is what, it, it's scary. Well, you it's know? like social media, right? I mean, you don't know who you're talking to at the other end. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know the people. I mean, you can go to, you know, we've never there's never been a parent night or meet anybody thing or anything like that. Right. There's no way to know. So you count on the teachers. Right. And you know, I, I'm, I'm and then just I ranting now, but and if then I can't I found get out that s- she's getting Skittles every day, even yeah. though, even though I asked 300 <laughs> times not to give the girl Skittles right. and then it makes you a little bit right. concerned. And this is a high end, very expensive and, school. And I hate to say this. I, we need to do another show. I hate yeah. to say this, I'm going to say it. I feel like the teacher doesn't really like me because she's very out of shape and, and I'm you're not. not. Yeah. And I feel like she thinks I'm a I'm a So she's going to take it out on your kids. And well, that's a this is a whole That I'm a like super strict, you right. know, oh you are not going to let her have a childhood. Right. And I'm going she's crying because she's got cavities and the department hasn't been able to sign the paper for her to get that fixed. Yes. But and, and so you're feeding this kid sugar, which hurts her teeth, right. and we're asking you not to do it. So that's a whole other topic. But <laughs> really, really what the point is, is there's two ways to control your child's experience in growing up. And one is to forbid everything. Three, I guess. One is to forbid everything. One is to permit everything. And the other one is to monitor it and, and teach, teach them healthy perspectives on everything that they're going to do. So that if you tell them, yes, you can have email, email then is no big deal. It's actually a pain in the butt. Right. 
like Amanda, my other, my daughter's daughter, you know, uh, I got on my favorite app for keeping in touch with people is Marco Polo. Right. Uh, if you never heard of it, check it out, Marco Polo, but I can get on there and talk to her on video and, uh, and, and it's actually an annoyance to her. You know, she apologizes for not getting back to me sooner. Right. right. And so it's not like she's coming unglued with this stuff. It's just been part of her life. She understands it. She understands how to be safe with it. And she understands why she needs to be safe. And so she just doesn't really care. No, it's just, yeah. it's just like bouncing a ball or walking down the street or it's no big deal. That's I just don't point. think forbidding a kid to do anything. Uh, without offering them that education and a positive experience, letting them experience it with you, I think I, is I, always the better way. Forbidding, with, forbidding anything never works. No, I agree with you, but I'm going to say it, it, it's got to wait until their brains are old enough to Absolutely. wrap their minds. Uh, it, we, we, noticed that, we noticed that a little while ago with Jesse, where, you know, he was so, he started getting really into the phone and he was watching like, his music or church or whatever it is. But whenever it was time to shut it down, he just couldn't. Right. And that's when we are like, okay, enough phone. And then we and start that's doing. my point, right. but you don't say no phone. Right. You say enough phone and then we find other things to do. And this is, that's my whole point. So, okay, so we don't have right. to have a boxing match. I don't think it's me. Right. I think, I think you feel <laughs> the same way. Don't you? No, I do. And if you don't, you really should. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, have your fun while I we're on the radio. You, I forbid you to say I'm wrong. <laughs> have your fun while we're on the radio. <laughs> I'm going to pay on the drive home. <laughs> Listen, thanks for listening. If you've got kids, we understand. Oh, my gosh, we understand the challenges. Uh, we've and got, share your perspective. We want to yeah, hear. Yeah, I want to know what you think. You can. Uh, uh, we're going to post this on Facebook. You can also contact us. You can contact me anytime you want at tgoodlad at me.com, tgoodlad at me.com. Um, don't criticize Anna. Uh, she's perfect and right all the time. I'm the only one who can give her a hard time. Nobody else can. Okay? Thank you. I'm glad you know this. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you have an awesome day. We'll be back in a couple days with another episode of Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. <laughs>